0: Hello, thank you for tuning in. This is Joshua Sasso with Freedom Foster Church and Sons of God Ministries International filling in for Pastor Chris and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time where we've always got exciting new revelation for you each and every week. Now, before we begin, I want to remind you to make sure to visit our website, SOGMI.org, where you can listen to previous episodes of this broadcast. Again, that is SOGMI.org, and you can also support this broadcast and support this ministry by hitting that Donate button. Now, this week, I want to remind you all that we are in an exciting season. God has so much in store for the body of Christ and so much in store for the United States of America so we have to remember let the wicked continue to be wicked let the vile continue to be vile but let the righteous continue to be righteous okay so don't get riled up listening to the bad news networks okay the wicked are gonna continue to do their schemes but if we the body of Christ if we seek out God if we obey God wholeheartedly, then we're going to see revival hit this nation, and it's going to come so unexpectedly for the world. Right, the scripture says, Right, weep and holler, you rich men, for you have stored up your riches for the last days. Okay. See, this is in James chapter 5, starting with verse 1. It says, Now listen, you rich people, weep and wail, because the misery that is coming to you. Your wealth has rotted, and moths have eaten your clothes. Your gold and silver are corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you and eat your flesh like fire. You have hoarded wealth in the last days. Look, the wages you failed to pay the workers who mowed your fields are crying out against you. Their riches and their wages are crying out against them. The cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. You have lived on earth in luxury and in self-indulgence you have fattened yourselves on the day of slaughter you have condemned and murdered the innocent one who is not opposing you see there's murder of innocent blood here funded and overseen by a rich ruling class be patient then brothers and sisters until the lord's coming see he's speaking to his people see how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop Patiently wait for the autumn and the spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at your door. See, in these days, okay, the billionaires, the media moguls, those that fund the bad news networks, those that own these huge tech companies— Right? many of which support wicked things that actively work against God and his people, they have been storing up riches for the last days. And the influence is going to be taken from them and given to people that will use it righteously, people that will enact God ways of doing things, people that will establish the kingdom of God. Okay, So in these days, we can use the promise of God as our guide. Okay, we keep pressing onward. God is going to move mightily and he's stirring in the background. He is working in the background despite what the circumstances look like. Despite maybe what your own circumstances look like, God is working in the background and he is excited and he is looking forward to moving. All he needs are some willing vessels, right? And if you're willing, I want you to say, I'm willing, Lord. You got to tell him that you are willing to obey and follow him wherever he would lead you because that's what he needs. Okay. So the prophetic words, they're our guide in second Peter chapter one, it says in verse 19, we also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable. Okay. It's not something that's accurate part of the time. It's not something that, you know, maybe once in a blue moon, it's correct. Okay, the scripture says we have the prophetic message as something completely reliable. And you would do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart. Okay, in the darkness, these prophetic words, the prophetic messages, that is the word of God. And it is a light shining in the darkness pointing the way we ought to go. Okay, and that's something so exciting because, brothers and sisters, the prophetic words that God has been releasing over this nation is that if his body will seek him out and will implement his ways of doing things, we are going to see the most righteous government that this nation has ever had since its inception. That means even more righteous than the government with our founding fathers, That's what that means. And you might look at the situations and you look at the politicians and you think they're so wicked. That is impossible, right? They're so wicked. How could that ever happen? But let me tell you, God is in the process of raising up nameless, faceless people. These are people we don't know about because there's been a lot of shaking going on in the body of Christ. Where a lot of the old guard, God has had to replace them. God has had to bring Down a lot of spiritual leaders that have been there for a long time, but they have not been implementing and allowing the Holy Spirit to move. They've been limiting the people of God. They've been limiting the flow of the Holy Spirit because they would rather maintain the status quo. So God has had to shake up the structure of the church. He's had to bring in new leadership. Okay. And maybe you've, if you've been paying attention, you've noticed how there's been shaking up in churches, how there's been repositioning of leadership, okay? It's because God is preparing his new force, right? This new generation that is going to come in, and these are going to be believers that yield to the Holy Spirit. These are going to be believers that don't limit the people of God, but empower the people of God, okay? And, and I'm, I'm talking about getting rid of all of these man-made structures in the church that are used to limit his people, where, oh, well, you you know, the Holy Spirit can't move you unless you've been serving this ministry for so many years. Oh, you have to have the pastor's blessing, okay? Oh, you have to be under this ministry. Oh, you have to go into this department, okay? And there's all these steps, and there's all these procedures. I mean, there's so much politics in the church, okay? And we wonder why our own politicians can't get it together, okay? If we've got all this politics and corruption going on in our own churches, how can we expect the actual politicians to be any better, Right? <laughs> Okay, Because the state of the world is reflective of the state of the church. If we haven't gotten something in order, then how can we expect the world to get in order? Because we're supposed to be the light. right? So God has had to do some rearranging in the church. And the body of Christ, he had to start with the body of Christ. And the reason why is because when judgment comes, God does not want to judge the righteous alongside the wicked. Okay, so he's had to deal. And maybe in your own life, maybe God has been doing some dealing, right? He's been doing some disciplining. He's been showing you some heart issues. Okay, you should count it all joy because that is part of his mercy. He does not want you to be a part of the judgment. Okay, see, when God brought deliverance to the Israelites, when they were slaves to the Egyptians. Okay, so you have to think of the state that the people of God were in. They were slaves. Okay. That means the Egyptians, they held all the influence, they held all the resources, they dictated what they were allowed to do, what they were allowed to say. You know, I guarantee you if an Israelite spoke out against Pharaoh, they were quickly disposed of, right? Because, hey, a, a slave shouldn't talk bad about their master, right? Okay, so the Israelites were in a position where they didn't have the influence, they didn't have the power, they didn't have the authority, right? This was a people of God that didn't have influence and power. And then God gave them a specific set of instructions, right? So we know that God sent the plagues. And for the last plague, God gave the Israelites. He told Moses a specific set of instructions that they were supposed to follow. Now, this is in Exodus chapter 12, starting with verse 3. Now, God is speaking to Moses. It says, Tell the whole community of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. If any household is too small for a whole lamb, then they must share it with their nearest neighbor. Having taken into account the number of people there are, you are to determine the amount of lamb needed in accordance with which each person will eat. The animal you choose must be year old males without defects, and you may take them from the sheep or the goats. Take care of them until the 14th day of the month, when all the members of the community of Israel must slaughter them at twilight. Okay, right? So these are very specific instructions. The lamb must be a year old. It must be male, and it shouldn't have any defects. So take care of the lamb until the 14th day of the month, when all the members of the community of Israel must slaughter them at twilight. Then they are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and the tops of the door frames of the houses where they eat the lambs. Okay, so now they're painting their door frames with the blood of this lamb. That same night, they are to eat the meat roasted over the fire along with bitter herbs and bread made without yeast. Do not eat the meat raw or boiled in water, but roast it over a fire with the head, legs, and internal organs. Now, I know a lot of us Americans might be kind of squeamish. They weren't allowed to cut it up into lamb chops, (laughs) right? God said you got to keep the head on, you got to keep the legs on, and you got to roast it over the fire. You can't boil it into a soup, okay? These are specific instructions, okay? He didn't even let them decide the manner of which they were going to cook it, okay? So do not eat the meat raw or boiled in water, but roast it over the fire with the head, legs, and internal organs. Do not leave any of it until morning. If some of it is left till morning, you must burn it, okay? So these are a specific set of instructions, okay? And then God said to Moses, this is how you are to eat it. With your cloak tucked into your belt, Your sandals on your feet and your staff in your hand. Eat it in haste, it is the Lord's Passover. So you have to imagine what it was like for Moses, right? He's sitting at the dinner table and he's got to tuck his coat into his belt and he's sitting there with the staff in hand, right? Eating his lamb. Might look a little bit ridiculous, especially if you're sitting down, right? But these are the Lord's instructions, okay? And the deliverance of the people of God the Israelites being delivered from slavery to Egypt, it was brought about by their faithful obedience to the direction of God, okay? It says, on that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of people and animals. And I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you. When I strike Egypt, and this is what I'm talking about, a separation between the Israelites and the Egyptians, okay? Where God, he sanctified his people so that they would be separated and they would not be judged alongside the wicked, okay? And we know what happens, right? The, the death angel comes in and it kills all the firstborn, including Pharaoh. And this is what you have to understand. Pharaoh at the time and all the gods of Egypt... Pharaoh was the most powerful man in the known world at the time, okay? He was the richest, he had the strongest military, he had the strongest armies, right? All the resources, but he could not stop the move of God, and it is no different today. All the international banks, all of the tech companies, all of the media companies— even if they combine their resources, they're not going to be able to stop the move of God here in this nation, right? And all that God needs from us is our faith and obedience. Isn't that something exciting? I don't know about you, but I, that's pretty exciting to me, okay? Because the transformation of this nation is going to come through our obedience, okay? And that's what we have to commit to. Now, before God gave Moses these instructions, he also told Moses what was going to happen. Okay. In Exodus chapter 11, God said to Moses, I will bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. After that, he will let you go from here. And when he does, he will drive you out completely. Tell the people that men and women alike are to ask their neighbors for articles of silver and gold. Okay, now, so these are specific instructions, and he continues to explain to Moses everything that they're supposed to do. So now when the death angel came, the death angel came through, it killed all the firstborn, including the pharaohs. And so Pharaoh said, leave, right? Get out of here, take your people and go. So in... Exodus chapter 12, verse 31, it says, During the night, Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Up, leave my people, you and the Israelites. Go worship the Lord as you have requested. Take your flocks and herds, and as you have said, and go. And also bless me, right? The Egyptians urged the people to hurry and leave the country, for otherwise they said, We will all die, okay? We can't stand against your God. He is too powerful for us. Okay, and if you stay here, we're going to die. That is what they were thinking. So the people took their dough before the yeast was added, carried it on their shoulders, in kneading troughs wrapped in clothing. The Israelites did as Moses instructed and asked the Egyptians for articles of silver and gold and for clothing. The Lord had made the Egyptians favorably disposed towards the people, and they gave them what they asked for. In doing this, they so plundered Egyptians. Okay, so not only did God deliver the Israelites from slavery to the Egyptians, but He also created a wealth transfer where here the Israelites plundered the Egyptians of gold, silver, clothing, and all kinds of riches. Okay, And the move of God will be like that, where as we are moving from a position where right now we're in captivity, we're not in authority, we don't have the influence, we don't have the affluence, and as God moves us from a position to where we have, as the body of Christ is stepping into positions of influence, to where suddenly the body of Christ are going to be the people that are dictating the kinds of stuff that is created by the media. We're going to be the kinds of people that own the news media companies, that own the tech companies, okay? Which means that we will have influence, we will have authority, okay? And as we are moving to those positions of influence and authority, a wealth transfer will occur. And that is what God did to the Egyptians. See, the blessing comes with the move of God and with his deliverance. The blessing comes along with it. Okay, And we know how it goes on, right? The Israelites, they go and God parts the Red Sea and all the Egyptians are swept away. So God is able to move miraculously. But I I want us to pause for a moment here. Because we know that this first generation of Israelites, they did not make it to the promised land. They didn't make it all the way. And the reason why... Well, there there was a lot of reasons because, you know, they murmured against God. They were fearful. They didn't believe in God, right? They worshiped false idols, even though God did all of these miracles on their behalf, right? I want us to turn to Exodus chapter 32, and I think I will leave us with this because it's a warning for all of us. Because the blessing of God is coming for those of us that obey and submit to him because, hey, The blessing needs to be there in order for us to be influential, okay? Wouldn't the world be a much better place, right, if Christians were the ones that owned the media? Wouldn't the world be a better place if Christians were the ones that were the influential owners of the tech companies, of the banking industry? Think of how that influence could turn people towards Christ because right now, Wicked people are the ones in influence, and look at how they're directing the country, right? Look at the kinds of things that they fund. Look at the kind of culture that they create, okay? But God is giving us an opportunity to transform the heart and, and really save the heart of this nation, okay? So the blessings and the influence are coming for those that are going to obey God and pursue him no matter what. So let us turn to Exodus chapter 32. It says, When the people saw that Moses was so long coming from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, Come, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses, who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. Aaron answered them, Take off the gold earrings that your wives, your sons, and your daughters are wearing and bring them to me. So all the people took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. He took what they handed them and made it into an idol, cast in the shape of a calf, fashioning it with a tool. Then he said, These are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. Now I know you may be familiar with the story, but I want you to sit and ask yourself this question. Where did the Israelites get the gold earrings that they took from their wives and themselves and their children when the israelites left israel did they not plunder the egyptians regarding their gold their silver jewelry and clothing you see these gold earrings were part of the blessing that came with the deliverance from egypt and now here we see the Israelites are turning that very blessing that God gave them, and they turned it into an idol. And let me tell you, so many Christians, you know, they, they will obey God, and maybe they've been praying to God, God, you know, I really want, you know, my own business, right? Or maybe they really want to get married, okay? And then when the blessing of the Lord manifests in their life, suddenly they become too busy, and those blessings— that God brings into their life, become an idol to where it becomes more important than God and where they worship those things that God manifested in their life as opposed to worshiping God himself. Because here we see the Israelites are turning the blessing that God gave them into an idol. But this is the saddest part, brothers and sisters, is that the plunder that God gave the Israelites from Egypt, it was just a small piece of what God had in store for them. Because remember, God took the Israelites out of Egypt with the intention of bringing them to the promised land, right? So this blessing of the silver, the gold, and the clothing, it's just a small piece of the future blessings that are to come, right? But here, the Israelites, they got this small manifestation. They got this small breakthrough and they turned it into an idol before they even got close to reaching the promised land that god had for them before they even got close to reaching the fullness of the calling that god has for them okay and this is something we have to be mindful of okay when the blessings flow in when the resources flow in financial breakthrough honor respect influence when it flows in remember who put you there remember why god placed you there and remember that it's only the tip of the iceberg for the fullness of the calling that god has in store for you you still got to get to that promised land and wage warfare and establish the kingdom of god okay it's only a small piece of the fullness that god has for you we can't afford to let idols distract us from the move of god amen Well, I'm running out of time for this week, but I hope that you are blessed by this broadcast, okay? Because we need to decide that we're going to be among those people, those faithful, nameless, faces people that God is going to use mightily. And I encourage you, don't seek out the limelight. Don't try to make a name for yourself because our identity is in Christ Jesus. He is the one who gives you that name who gives you that position. We're not trying to fashion it for ourselves. Amen? So before I go, I'm going to pray with you all. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for the people that are hearing the sound of my voice right now. I pray, God, that you would reveal to them their hearts, Lord. Show us anything, Lord, in our hearts that is not pleasing to you, God, so that we can fix it and get it in order, God. We want to be set apart. We want to be people that are sanctified and holy before you, God, so that you can bring your revival here in the United States of America and all around the world. God, we are so eager to see your move in this earth, God. And I pray, God, speak to them, Lord, reveal yourself to them, Lord, even as they sleep tonight, God, that they would experience your presence in their dreams that they would hear your voice so clearly and to the voice of a stranger they would not listen, God. And I speak for a healing over them, Lord, in Jesus' name. I decree and declare that their minds are clear and that they have clarity of direction and vision, Lord, in Jesus' name. And I thank you, God, that they are going to experience unexpected breakthroughs, Lord, unexpected windfalls, Lord, in Jesus' name. And we give you all the praise and glory. Amen. Now, before we go, I want to remind you all to visit our website, SOGMI.org, and check out our podcasts, our videos. You can also subscribe at SOGMI on YouTube. You can find the prophetic voice of our time on Spotify, or you can listen to our podcasts right on our website, SOGMI.org. And as always, we are supported by listeners just like you. And if you want to support this broadcast, go to our website, SOGMI.org, and hit the Donate button. My name is Pastor Joshua Sasso, with Sons of God Ministries International and Freedom Fellowship Church, and you have been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Until next time, God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. We really hope you were blessed by today's episode. And if you were, we want to hear from you. You can call us at 210-695-1630, or you can email us at sogmi at outlook.com. That's S-O-G-M-I at outlook.com. And we really encourage you to visit our website, sogmi.org, that is Sogmi.org. dot org. That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this broadcast. We're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to support this ministry, you can go to SOGMI.org and hit the Donate button. You can also send a check to P.O. Box 1579, Pelotus, Texas 78023. Again, that is P.O. Box 1579, Pelotus, Texas 78023.